What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Central Virginia Sport Performance Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jay DeMeo. Today, guys, we're going to have a really unique conversation. I'm going to sit down and talk with Jonathan DeHuya about coaching and really, or the alternate professional lifestyles that coaching has led him to. I think all too often, as we were talking, Jonathan, before, like you said so greatly, People will get embarrassed and they find it to be a faux pas of what we do to move on and do other things. And I think that there's a lot of good that comes from coaches and coaches should start to understand that, you know what, if it isn't going to work, there's a lot of things that we learn in coaching that can help us be better in a lot of different vocations. So Jonathan, first of all, man, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Uh, If you wouldn't mind giving us a quick little intro as to, who is Jonathan and, and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, man, I appreciate that intro, coach. And, uh, you know, myself, I, I find myself as a, a family guy and, you know, someone who's passionate about pouring into others. You know, I've, I've done it for 10 years as a Division One strength coach and in my career as a director, which is, you know, something that some people aspire to be. And, um, you know, I got there, the situation um wasn't um everything that i expected it to be um not just because of the program in general but just timing and everything it was it was during covid and life was happening and um i had to make a a decision to to make a transition yeah and with that transition you know that going through all the levels of coaching right from the intern to the volunteer to the part-time to then being a director and having to deal with a staff and management and building all of those things together all the while going through the as we loved to say so many times the unprecedented times of covid saying both of those things makes me want to puke but anyway <laughs> um it teaches you a lot and it builds you a lot and and i think that you took a lot from it to help you become better in a lot of different ways. So let's talk about some of these skill sets that coaches need to understand have, you know, we love to talk about transfer, right? It's got to transfer to the field. It's got to transfer out of the weight room, but there's right. some things that coaches do that transfer to the quote unquote real world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, um, you know, I, I think that, that transfer, um, you know, we try to push it on our athletes and, you know, we, we look at our programming and, and see where it fits. And, but the biggest thing I found is that the relationships and how we c- communicate is like the, the generator for success. And that's on the playing service and in our lives. Um, you know, I mentioned it to you earlier about, um, you know, working with athletes that, you know, may have a different background and connecting with them and allowing them to be successful. Um, you know, I think, you know, if I can be um, transparent and it, it's easier for me because I'm, I'm no longer uh, attached to any specific program, but, you know, there are, there are coaches that, the sport coaches specifically that, don't have favorite athletes you know it's like a complete opposite and so they're looking for for ways to, for for guys to to mess up or you know women uh their athlete or their players to to 
to mess up, just to find a way to to have one less of a problem, which, you know, it sounds ridiculous and it, it sounds, you know, appalling, but it happens, you know, it's life and um, people want to win. And this is coaches livelihoods. You know what I mean? Winning is, is how they're going to get paid. And um, I've learned through my career that, Yes, although that we love to to keep up with the newest science and te- technology and everything, um, I, I found that uh, I've had success changing athletes' bodies and, and getting them to become better athletes. But I found even more success and more winning with being able to help them change their mindset, help them grow as a person, um, and you know, having athletes turn that corner. Um, having them or allowing them to have someone to lean on or to to come to is something that they just might need in general. You know what I mean? These are 18 and 24-year-old human beings that are going through life. And we all know what that looked like. You know what I mean? And sometimes they just need someone to lean on. And it's hard when you're away from home. Um, you may not, you're in a new place, you, you know, your coaches want certain things out of you. And let's face it, sometimes, you know, sport coaches don't have the most time to build the most authentic, deep relationship with each and every athlete. We'd like to think that that's possible, but it's very hard to do. Um, And so, you know, some of the skills I've built um, is, you know, being able to uh, have a level of detachment, you know what I mean? Like, outside of you know we have to win or we have to be better here and there like let's just improve the person and and see what we get you know what i mean and more often than not it's it's led to something better you know what i mean it may not lead to a championship every year but you've seen that transition of that person and that growth and it's it's uh it feels good it feels good yeah in a sense it's just working a sales job but not just trying to sell the program, but it's selling yourself to the person, but also ensuring that they understand that the product is about them. It's always about them, man. It's it's always about them. And sometimes I think we forget that in, uh, in some instances, because, you know, we're, we're the person with the whistle. And, um, you know, I think, I think in today's world, um, I think we as coaches are just definitely more aware than previous generation. It's not a knock on anything, but it was, it was different before, you know what I mean? It was, um, it was, I, I think Dominic said it in your previous pod in one of your previous, previous episodes. It's like, you know, it's not just because I say so anymore and it, it's about building relationships and it's about people. And uh, it's the younger people are more aware of that. It's what they're more attuned to and what they're used to. And if that's what they're looking for out of their leadership, we need to provide that. And let's face it, we all wish we had that when we were younger. Yeah, we we all wish that we had that when we were in their shoes. So, you know, why not be mature and and be more aware of that and and be able to uh, provide that platform for them? Yeah, I think that at times that's kind of a a tricky balance too, right? In how much you give, which how much... (laughs) you know, in that where how much you give the say and how much you need to make sure that you're doing what's best and what, you know, is safest and all of those things, but also understanding that each one of those kids 
um, just like everyone you run into is going to want something different. And there are going to be people that want you just to say, do X, Y, and Z. There are going to be people that want you to say, hey, how do you feel? And there's some that aren't going to want you to talk to you about that. They're just going to be like, tell me what to do so I can roll through this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we do have athletes like that, that, um, you know, they just want it to get through. But, you know, if you can provide just any sense of security, you know, they, it may turn into something a little uh, deeper and um, less superficial than that. You know, you, you don't have to have the best relationship and, uh, you know, something so deep with every single athlete. But I think if we as people just, you know, show them that they can be themselves, um, that, that, you know, we can be better coaches and better people, man. I, I keep saying coaches, but it's just better people. Like if, as I look at it now that I've made the transition, it's, I love talking with coaches still just because we're all just trying to be good people and make better people at the end of the day. And I think that's what allows us to be so passionate about the industry as a whole um, is that sense of community and, you know, sense of, you know, working with other human beings and working towards like a, a greater good. Yeah. And I think that the, for the most part, like the work ethic and, you know, ability to kind of put yourself to the side and be a little bit selfless to, you know, build what's best for everybody has to have transferred to everything else. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. I, I um, you know, think of it, thinking of it as a, as a father now, I, my son is about to turn four uh, at the end of this month. Um, you know, I try my hardest just to allow him to be himself. And I, I found that when I've allowed athletes to be themselves, you know, we have a lot of athletes that want to put up a facade and, and come off a certain way. I've tried my best to allow athletes to be more goofy. You know what I mean? Less, be less of a shell of themselves. Um, and like that has allowed me to be a better dad. You know what I mean? And um in my professional space now like it's um I, i'm in real estate um and i'm still doing some coaching um you know here and there uh whether it's pro bono or you know it, we we figure out some type of contractual thing but like i'm still involved in leadership in coaching somehow um just because it's like i said earlier it's something i'm still passionate about and it's something that i don't think we'll ever lose it's it's, it's a skill that we'll never want to um, let go of um, but even in my professional space as a real estate agent like I, I like to allow my clients to be themselves I, it's it's buying a house is one of the biggest purchases of someone's life and um, it could be very intimidating but just like working with an athlete or working with a child if you can allow someone to be their authentic selves and provide a platform and a safe space to allow them to do so like they're going to show up exactly how they want to. And then from there, that's like full transparency. That's full vulnerability and transparency it's for both parties to move forward. However, both parties see, see most fitting, you know what I mean? And uh, if we're looking at it from a coaching perspective, like if we had that from the head, from the sport coaches to support staff, to the athletes, to admin, like, everything would be a lot easier. A lot of things would be more simple and like there'd be less friction and uh, confrontation. 
Yeah, but unfortunately, I think that a lot of them have us kind of pigeonholed into something that a lot of people are not, and they want you to kind of fit a mold that isn't what people are. I mean, Molly's talked a lot about it too, right? Like the whole um, Mm -hmm. coloring outside the lines and being yourself and all that. And I think that, you know, the, the idea of allowing someone to be their authentic self but it has to start with you being your authentic self in order to receive that from others. And it's hard when admin or sport coaches want you to play a role that just might not be you. That's, that's huge. That's absolutely huge coach. Um, it's interesting. I mean, if, um, if you think about it, you know, we're, we're an extension of the coaching staff for sure. And like, um, depending on, you know, what that staff's philosophy is or how they run their program, you're right. We do have to fit that mold. And, um, it's definitely hard to find your lane within that and, and continue to be in your lane and and not falter, um, as your authentic self. But, uh, what I found is that, and it, it, you know, it might take some confidence to have this conversation with, uh, with sport coaches and it might take some relationship building, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like some of the conversations I've had with sport coaches is what are you trying to accomplish? Like, yes, you want me to do X, Y, Z. You want me to be X, Y, Z. What do you want me to accomplish? And if it's, um, ABC things, Allow me to do that. I will get that done. If not, we'll revisit this conversation and I'll have to make some changes. But allow me to prove to you that this can be accomplished another way. And then it's not that that person's way is wrong, but it'll allow you as a coach to put the best product out there, relay the message, and continue to do it at a high level. Because let's face it, the second you start showing up as someone that's not yourself, the job becomes tougher and tougher day after day after day. So um, that's that's kind of like the biggest thing that I found is that you really have to um, have a good relationship with your sport coaches. And I think sometimes oftentimes we've seen that as strength coaches, you know, there's, there's a barrier, you know, sport coaches want it done one way. They, they have this conditioning test that doesn't make sense. And there's a wedge there. You know what I mean? But we have to be brave enough to stand up for not just ourselves, but at the end of the day, it's for our athletes. You know what I mean? And I think we have to remember that, um, that it's not to, shatter a coach's ego or anything like that at the end of the day it's to give a better product to the athlete and i and i'll also admit it may not come from that one conversation you may as a uh, as a strength and conditioning coach have to bite the bullet and pick your battles properly to get to that point i've had many conversations with coaches that didn't believe in the things that i was that i was trying to present to them and i was like all right fine well let's just do uh, let's make this adjustment and it made a difference. All right, let's, you know, let's make another adjustment made a difference. And then from that point on, like you start to build trust and 
build a better relationship with your sport coach. And I think sometimes um, I've seen, you know, strength coaches are miss that mark and they have this ego within themselves to be like, no, this is how it's done. This is what science says. Yes, I understand that. But people have been winning for years, decades without the stuff that we know today. And so I think at that point, we also need to find what battles do we need to fight and what battles are important to win. Yeah, and that's kind of like a triangle of battles, right? It's the battle interpersonally between who you are and what they're asking. It's the battle between what you deem is best and what they want. And then it's kind of the battle between, you know, yourself and what you're willing to compromise in order to continue to do it, right? And I think that that that's one of the things that leads people to change vocations is that there's there's a great amount of sacrifice that goes into things and whether it is or it isn't worth it is up to the individual and they need to make the understanding this like of each one of those levels Mm -hmm. in order to determine what is good what is bad what works for me what doesn't work for me and i don't think that like you know like nowadays it seems to be like one of the cool things to put on whatever we want to call it twitter or x or (laughs) elon space or whatever it's going to be called going forward um about like oh how bad all these things are and how bad all these parts are of the vocation and people don't get paid enough and people don't get this and people don't get that. And, yeah. you know, sport coaches are stupid and blah, blah, blah. Um, yep. And yeah, man, like everybody runs into those ruts. Everybody runs into those things. Everybody finds positions where like things could be better, but things are growing and they are getting better. Right. But that, but that doesn't mean though, that it's okay. And it's for everybody. And it's okay that it's not okay. And it's okay that it isn't for everybody because there are some things that are more important. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that, that brings us to the, to the transition. And, um, you know, I, I spoke about getting North, to Norfolk State just as COVID hit. Um, when I got back into the, you know, COVID hit, shut us down. We started back in the fall and things were just different. You know, things have, changed since then but it it pushed me in a transition to to leave the space and it was a scary transition it was a somewhat embarrassing transition you know I wasn't embarrassed to like talk about it or to show it on social media or anything but it it kind of sucked man it was it was it was an ego hit in itself you know I, I was you know grinding at this industry for 10 years and made it to become a director and made a bunch of relationships and coaches still call me today here and there um about you know if i'd be interested in a position and it just honestly like i've had some good offers nothing like crazy or making you know a ton of money but like i've made you know one of my goals was outside of being a director was just to be a basketball only strength coach like that would have been super dope for me and i've had some of those offers i'm like at this point in my life like it doesn't make sense anymore man like i've seen what life is like outside of it and it's not better or worse it just fits or I am today, you know what I mean? And um, I've allowed myself to be in a position where I have a lot of flexibility and I can still use my coaching tools to impact others. And 
let's face it, like it's fulfilling to myself to be able to pour into others using uh, my coaching tools. And um, it's, it's, it's just super interesting because we fight so long and so hard day in and day out um, and we forget about ourselves. Uh, I part of the reason I got out of, out of the industry was because I wasn't able to spend a lot of time with my son, just not as much time um, with my son that I'd like. And it's because I've, I've um, had since have had to split time with him because um, his mother and I aren't together anymore. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to say it's coaching that started that. I think it's, it's a multitude of reasons, but coaching definitely didn't help. You know what I mean? I, I was coaching, I was involved with uh, basketball and uh, football every uh, place that I went. And so that alone takes a lot of time. And it, usually one or two sports, uh, Olympic sports as well. And so I'm in the weight room at 6 a.m. I'm not getting home like on certain days. If basketball practice runs till 10, I'm not getting home till 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And, uh, you know, I'm not seeing my person. Um, and on top of that, I'm not fulfilling myself yes coaching is is great and it's cool and I still love it to this day and I when people ask if I miss it I miss it every day but I don't think I'd trade my current life to to be in that position right now and it's not I'm not saying never I'm just saying not now you know what I mean and um it took a level of growth um and awareness to, to get to that point but how should I say this? Um, a lot of growth, uh, but there's definitely life and happiness and joy and fulfillment outside of coaching. Uh, and I think we forget it. Um, you're still able to pour into others in different ways. You're still able to use these tools in different ways. And it, it, it may look completely different than blowing a whistle and, um you know putting on athletic clothes but and it may still look that way but there's other ways to to fulfill ourselves and pour into others if, if that's you know one of the things that you're passionate about and um i'm really big about continuing to use my tools and uh there's there's a thousand different ways to continue to get it and uh, i hate to name drop one of my buddies but you know Vernon was a larger part of this whole thing than he realizes. Um, you know, I would sit alone and even just shoot, you know, shoot him a text or call him about it. And he, you know, he was able to talk to me and allow me to see a different side of what um, growth and life could look like. I mean, he's, he's a great family man. Like if you follow him at all, like he does what he does and he's big in his space, but you, you will always see him being a great father, a great husband, a great friend. Like that's what you see. And like, I, I think we sometimes forget it and we try to be the greatest coach we can. But like we said earlier, we're just trying to be the best person we could possibly be. And also we need to be better people to ourselves because you know, when I, when me and my son's mom were splitting, I kind of didn't know who I was anymore. And you know what I mean? I was considering leaving the coaching space. 
Um, I was looking at a different relationship with my son. Um, and, you know, I, I almost didn't know how to be happy. And uh, it's hard to be you. You can be you as a coach. But like, what do you like to do outside of coaching? We all have had hobbies and we all have hobbies and things we're passionate about outside of coaching. And uh, coaching typically doesn't allow us to fill that bucket. And I, um, I would challenge coaches today to find that bucket and continually fill it. Yeah, I think really a lot of the time and pointing the thumb here, you know, we talk about how like we love training, we love being in the gym and we love doing <laughs> these things. But really, that's kind of um, not even kind of, dude, it's straight up. That's just a cop out. You know, that's it just is, man. Answer. I didn't realize that till later. But go ahead. My, my bad. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you, man. Like I, I it's I still train and. I was actually talking to my buddy, uh, Dave Terry. Uh, he was at Georgetown. You familiar with him? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, so him and I were DMing the other day and, you know, we we're just talking about, you know, trying to find our lane in life again. And it, not that we're not happy or, or finding our way, but like just finding another fulfilling lane. And, um, uh, he had, expressed to me that he went to train overseas um in asia and trained with the group and you know it was just he said that it was great to learn more olympic lifting at a high level but he like also just found more passion about like what life can be and like challenging yourself finding more growth and uh it, it was just cool to see, man. I love seeing coaches make the transition or uh, not even the transition out, but like make a tra another transition in life about there's more than just coaching because at some point in time, you know, what, what's the saying? Like you're not a coach until you get fired. Uh, at some point, you know, something's going to change. Not saying that anyone's meant to get fired or will get fired, but at some point, like there's li very limited control in our industry. And you know, I think that's why I'm so passionate about um, finding your own passions and, and finding um, your own joys outside of the weight room, man, because that transition will come at some point, whether it's your decision or not, you're going to have to sit in a room with yourself again and figure it out if you haven't already. So then with all that, what drove you to real estate? Um, great question, man. I actually had like a coaching friend that was in that space. Um, but what I really wanted was, we talked about skills and tools a lot today. And uh, one of the things I wanted to do is just continue to use my skills. Like I, I knew I wanted to do something where I'm working with people. Me personally, I, I knew I didn't want to be sitting at a desk. I didn't want to um you know be pigeonholed into anything i wanted to be able to use the interpersonal skills that i've developed and sharpened through coaching because in any amount of time in in our space in coaching you're going to become a better people person in some form or fashion and you're going to develop skills that allow you to help people and i knew i wanted to find a way 
to help people. And this is one of the ways that I've found that I can continue to do so. Uh, like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm still coaching. Um, I'm helping a, a, a friend of mine who's a, a boys basketball coach at a local high school. I'm helping him with um, his guys this season. Um, but professionally, I, I wanted a way to make money using my skills. And uh, um, I was able to, to land on this. And um, it's just it's just been super dope. Like you don't think about it as much, but you know, people need you um, in this real estate space. And um, it can look like, even within this space, it can look like a multitude of different things. And uh, I've, I've found my lane in continuing to, to help people. I love it, man. And it's a great story. It's a great voyage. And there's a lot to learn for all of us here to understand that taking care of number one is most important, you know, but before we get you out of here, Jonathan, you know, where can people get in touch with you, see what you're doing, follow you, all the socials and all that. Um, so my main one I'm using is just Instagram, man. It's uh, John J dot J O N J A Y dot D A H U Y A. Uh, that's Instagram. And then if anyone wants to have a conversation with me about transitions or coaching or anything like that, man, um, I'm always open to share. It's Jonathan Duhuya at gmail.com. Awesome, bro. Well, we'll make sure that's all in the show notes so everybody can give them a follow. And, and if you do have questions about this process, make sure you reach out because I think that it's one that, you know, like we spoke about, man, I think that it's just something that people, they get so invested in coaching that they're, I feel like they're locked in and they, they don't know what else they could do and this and that. And it's like, again, I mean, dude, I run a strength and conditioning podcast. We put books out and I run a continuing education event. The last thing I want to do is tell people to get out of the game. You know, you know, what's funny about that, man. When I started having these conversations, there are so many coaches that were, I was speaking to that are pretty far in the game that were telling me to get out, that they wish that they were in a position to get out, man. It's crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, right? Like don't be afraid of the change yeah like, we would tell our athletes to embrace it and to attack it oh my gosh that that's a whole another conversation man like we 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 tell our athletes all these things and like we sit here and struggle to make that change man you're absolutely right but yeah man i mean it's it's great stuff i truly appreciate your time jonathan thank you so much and uh we'll be in touch real soon man sounds good coach it's been a pleasure yeah man and as always Thank you for everything y'all do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.